Welcome to the BAPS Better Living Podcast. Thank you for choosing to spend your time with us today. As I push open the wide entrance doors to the BAPS Sri Swaminarayan Mandir, a Hindu place of worship in Saskatoon, Canada, and walk across the large hall towards the inner shrine where the sacred murtis of my God and Guru reside, I've witnessed so many stories taking place before me, tales unspoken but still heard. Every individual present in that hall has an interesting and unique narrative that can only be observed. Everyone has the same goal but takes different paths to achieve it. This is the story of my mother, the place that inspires implicit forms of worship. Quite often, when we describe worship, we picture various hand gestures, either seeking, asking, or in prayer for something or in gratitude. It is a religious or spiritual practice in which an individual expresses their reverence, devotion, or adoration to a deity, higher power, or spiritual entity. Worship may involve performing rituals, prayers, or other such sacred acts that demonstrate a person's practice and dedication to their chosen faith or belief system. In Hinduism, worship can be described to puja, meaning prayer, arti, meaning ceremony of light, dhyan, meaning meditation, kirtan, meaning singing hymns, and many other such practices. However, are these the only methods of worship I thought? What if one doesn't know any rituals, hymns, verses, or sacred acts? And how do these practices enforce the goal and purpose of worship? What does one gain from it? I have always pondered these questions, the answers to which I found when I began observing the activities taking place around me at the mandir near me. I spend most of my evenings and weekends at the mandir. People of all ages gather here and are actively engaged in various activities. I'm always struck by their vibrant faces and intense love, focus, and humility that they bring within the activities that they are engaged in. I think we should adorn the murtis with a blue necklace. It would create a good contrast with the white outfit. I heard one of the mandir pujaris, the mandir priest who performs the rite and rituals sing. Just then, another pujari brought over a beautiful blue fabric and responded, We should drape and tie the fabric like this tomorrow. The murtis would look magnificent in this attire. Overhearing this conversation made me realize how much care, attention to detail, and servitude they had for the murtis. It was truly remarkable. Their acts of worship were a testament to their faith that God wholly manifested through the murtis. I walk into the mandir kitchen to find devotees with folded hands and eyes closed, sincerely reciting a prayer prior to commencing the volunteering service of prasad preparation. My eyes water up, witnessing their pure intent of feeding all the mandir visitors. These volunteers arrive early every Sunday morning and spend hours preparing vegetarian dishes for both lunch and dinner. They lovingly prepare different menus with fresh ingredients to cater to all, 
young and old. The food is not only delicious, but is an offering of their loving devotion and commitment to serve the mandir and all its visitors. When I re-entered the main hall, I witnessed young children performing prostrations and respectfully bowing to the murtis. Just then, the elderly women, all grandmothers, walk in with their grandchildren. They sit them down in front of the shrine and begin narrating to them stories from the scriptures, the ones that would they would get into and fully enjoy. It's beautiful to see this gathering and listen to their innocent conversation. But suddenly, some melodious sounds capture my attention. Another group of devotees sat on the stage had begun singing bhajans or devotional songs while playing traditional musical instruments. Seated facing the murtis, they were singing with the conviction that they were truly present before God. The words, the melody, and the feeling in their voices were so pure and heartfelt. This was not merely singing, but rather an expression of their heartfelt dedication to God. Weren't these all forms of worship as well, I thought? Each unique in their own way? But why? Why did they partake in these activities? Was Mandir not simply a place for standing in front of the murtis, folding our hands and performing a prayer? Bhagwan Swaminarayan in Shiksha Patri describes Bhakti, meaning worship, as Mahatme Gyane Yukt, Bhagwan Ki Saat Adik Ka Adik Brain meaning an intense love for God together with the knowledge of His glory. Every individual has a different way of expressing themselves. Some might choose to describe it with words, while some might use physical elements or gestures. Some might have an expressive voice, while some might have an expressive speech. However, individually, everyone has emotions to express. Bhakti is also an emotion a pure feeling of gratitude, joy, attachment, and fulfillment. It is a feeling that one experiences towards God and His divinity after gaining the knowledge of His glory. In Srimad Bhagavad Mahapuran describes the practice of Navda Bhakti, Navda meaning nine, and Bhakti meaning worship. It says, Shravanam Kirtanam Vishnuho Smaranam Padasevanam, Archanam Vandanam Dasyam, Sakyam Atmanivedanam. This verse describes the nine ways that one can offer devotion to God, which includes activities such as listening, singing, remembering, serving, offering, and respecting God and His devotees. Essentially, all these modes help one establish a pure and unconditional bond with God. It is not about what mode one chooses, rather it's about the emotion they draw inspiration from and express. The devotees in the mandir use different modes such as cooking, serving, singing, etc. However, all of them had one pure emotion to express, which was their love, attachment, and servitude for God. But then, one might ask, why do we need a place to perform worship? if all that matters is our emotion? And what makes a place appropriate to offer such devotion? 
A physical place of worship, such as a mandir, church, temple, or mosque, may not be necessary for worshipping or practicing a particular religion. However, for many people, having a designated space for worship can provide several benefits that can enhance their spiritual practice. According to Hindu beliefs, the mandir is a physical place of the divine. It is the home of the divine. By entering the mandir and engaging in rituals and prayers, devotees can feel a sense of closeness to the divine and experience a more profound spiritual connection. All Hindus offer devotion to a form of God and express their love. Therefore, despite having good infrastructure, landscaping, interiors, carving, and signage, no place is called a mandir if the murtis of God are not instilled in it. It is not the stone carving or the architecture that generates the feeling of devotion. Instead, it is the sacred images of God present inside the structure that help one attach their minds and soul in the beauty of God. Mandirs are not just monuments, but rather are places where Hindus believe that God fully resides. It's been over a year since I have been gifted with this beautiful place, but it was not until today's reflection that I fully understood its importance. The stories I witnessed helped me understand the impact that a place of worship can have on one's life. People of all ages engage themselves in various activities that seem like just activities on the surface, but are really expressions of their love transformative acts of worship. My mother is not only the home for God, but also a platform for individuals to explore themselves, express themselves, and elevate themselves. This is how I realize that my mother ignites implicit forms of worship. As of my expression of love and bhakti, it is adorning the Sihasan, the central shrine where God resides in the mandir. I enjoy spending time planning and fabricating various themed decorations, making little hangings, carvings, flowers, and other ornamental elements is not just fun, but also a way for me to engross myself in constant recollection of God. It is the mode of service and offering that has and continues to bring me a true sense of peace, joy, and happiness. We hope you enjoyed this Better Living episode and that it added value to your life. All the content on this channel, including this episode, is created and managed entirely by swamis and volunteers of BAPS from around the world. Our volunteers are continuously inspired by the sincere, transparent, and selfless lives of Pramukh Swami Maharaj, the late guru of BAPS, and Mahan Swami Maharaj, the current guru of BAPS. Their character, their teachings, and their service to humanity have inspired millions of people of all backgrounds, faiths, and cultures throughout the world. They have encouraged all, regardless of one's beliefs, to live a mindful, balanced, and harmonious life. The episodes in this Better Living podcast are directly inspired by their teachings. 
If you enjoyed this episode and would like more content that inspires you to be better and to do better, follow us on Instagram and YouTube by searching for BAPS Better Living. Thanks again for choosing to spend your time with us today.